Today, the Betcha Sub podcast is sponsored by European Wax Center's Axe, the Pink Tax Campaign. The Pink Tax is an extra amount of money women are charged every year for basic goods and services. Boo! Just for being a woman. Yeah, that is for real. Ugh. European Wax Center is known for empowering confident women, and now they're giving back women the tools to claim their worth and take back what's theirs. I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love that like we're fixing it. Now you know. See for yourself at axthepinktax.com. Hello, and welcome to the Betcha Sub Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betcha Sub Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us! Yes, it is. Today we're talking about Joe Biden, Jeff Bezos' phone, and three Mexican countries. <laughs> Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. <laughs> You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! So, we just had an amazing, amazing morning. Amazing. The most epic interview mm-hmm. I feel like I've ever conducted. We had Tina Brown in here. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know who Tina Brown is, and I would understand because she's, you know. She's a media, he- she's a media mogul, but yeah. she's not like a celebrity. Right, exactly. She's yeah. a media mogul. She has... You know, she pretty much turned Vanity Fair around. She uh-huh. turned the New Yorker around. She started the Daily Beast. Yes. She was BFF with Princess Diana. She's the founder of the Women in the World Summit um, that happens every year here in New York, which I went to last year, which was amazing. And I think I'll be going to now. So yeah. um, this weekend, look out for our bonus episode with her. We touched on a lot of really interesting topics mm-hmm. like female leadership, Me Too. Brexit. Brexit. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And the she's Brexit. British. So. She had like the, the one of the best Brexit like conversations I've ever had. Yeah. And she is British. So, so she yeah. knows what she's talking about. Exactly. Anywho, so, so Brian, mm-hmm. what's getting you through this week in Trump's America? So we still do not have the full Mueller report. Um, but now it is coming out that Jerry Nadler, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, announced that he plans to subpoena the Mueller report, but he's also planning on subpoenaing a multitude of people involved in the Trump administration. Um to name a few, Steve Bannon uh, and Rance Priebus. So, Is Devin yeah. Nunes on this list? Because I'd love to see him be subpoenaed. I don't know. Um, Barr has pledged last. Barr pledged last week that he would release a redacted version by mid-April, which is well after the deadline that uh, Nadler had presented. But Jerry Nadler is like, we need the full and complete report because he's like, okay, I understand where like if they need to redact parts that come to the public but they shouldn't have to redact it for members of congress yeah they I should mean, get the full report yeah i mean i think we should know about their e plot to end our democracy the house's main job is one of their main jobs one is spending and one, the other one is like oversight so how the fuck are they supposed to do oversight if they don't have the full information too hard too hard yeah, but I've been looking forward to seeing it. Apparently, so and I know that we thought that uh, this this bar report summary thing would totally exonerate Trump, but I know that that was his his plan for it. Mm-hmm. But I actually saw a poll from NBC uh, NBC News poll this morning that only twenty nine percent of people think that Trump is truly off the hook, which is like quite low. Yeah. Well, the other thing is he, he's Barr has also been kind of walking back his statements, saying like. This was not meant to be a summary. This was just me touching on some points. Basically, he only said the good things that look good for Trump. But he's also like, I'm withholding stuff because it's too embarrassing to the parties involved. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, maybe they shouldn't have done it. 
Yeah, it's like, like just because it's embarrassing, like doesn't mean we can't not know about it. So by that logic, if you do something like mediocrely bad, it's you get you get it to be mm-hmm. it's released. You get in trouble for it. You get the full, you know, array of consequences. But if you do something that is so disgusting and so embarrassing and just so out of line mm-hmm. that it is embar- is too embarrassing to admit, yeah. then you get off the hook. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, William Barr. We just that makes a lot of sense that you're the Attorney General, the number one lawyer in the United States, and that's the logic you're applying to crime and punishment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we just need the full. This is the party of deterrence. Yeah. Yeah. We just need the full report. We just need the full report. There's nothing like there's nothing else we can really do or say about it until we just read it because you know like right. Yeah. It's fucking pointless. Take me. I'll read it faster than a Harry Potter book. I know. As long as a Harry Potter book. (laughs) Yeah. Like the first couple. Yeah. Not even (laughs) like the big ones. Yeah. Oh my god. Should we say that we're seeing Harry yeah, Potter? Yeah, we should. Yeah, we are seeing Harry Potter on Sunday and the Cursed Child, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Sunday. Oh, we are dying. Make sure you watch our Instagrams. The because sub team will be on Harry Potter for seven hours yeah, on seven Sunday. Seven hours straight. I fucking can't wait. I know, same. Um, Sammy, what's getting you through this week in Trump's America? Um, just Fox News and their usual idiocy. Um, so this, this weekend, Trump announced, he announced two things. One is that he's closing the border this week. Like he's not, he's really not fucking around. He said, he didn't okay. use the word fucking around, but that's basically what he said. Um, and then he's also ending aid to Nicaragua, Honduras, and El Salvador. And okay, that, that's not what's getting me through the week. But what is getting me through the week is that Fox distilled this headline down into the following Trump cuts aid to three Mexican countries. They literally, okay, what this tells me is that they do not know what Mexico is. I they know. think that Mexico is a region. I know. It's really embarrassing. Because you wouldn't like even have that thought. It's like if I were like three American countries. Like that would have been better because then I'd even be like, oh, they forgot the word South. Okay, maybe three British countries. Yeah. To me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a bad example. Three Italian countries. Yeah, exactly. It's, it liter- it's exactly that. Three Canadian <laughs> it countries. Yes, that's literally. It's what like it is. what? Yeah. But also on this, like closing down the border, you can't. Like that's not going to solve any, pro- any problems. That's just going to like, you know, like fuck up our economy because so many like legal ports of entry and there are all these like trade goods and shit. It's like people are still going to present themselves for asylum regardless of the fact that this will be closed. And that's AKA still a legal way to come to this country. It's just really frustrating because while we have like 10 years left to reverse climate change, I'm going to remind everyone Mm. of that deadline, every single podcast until we do something about it. Um, We have 10 years to, uh, to do something about it. Yeah. And it just feels like they, there's a very like fiddling while Rome burns, arranging the deck chairs on the Titanic vibe to this whole Mexican border thing. It's like, can you please just leave the fucking border alone? Like no one cares. The border is irrelevant. It's fine. Everything will be fine there. Just, just do something about climate change. I know. (laughs) It's also like cutting hundreds of million dollars in aid to these three Central American countries is not going to help the flow of migrants coming to our country. It's going to make it worse. It's going to make it so much worse because what they were doing with his aid money is, you know, trying to build, build their lives there at home. So they don't feel the need to flee violence. Like, you know, like supporting more police and, you know, creating more jobs. So these people want to stay in their country instead of migrating to the United States. So he's just basically shooting himself in the fucking foot. 
here. Right. And if he's like the law and order president, why wouldn't he want law and order in those countries? I know. Like instead of allowing them to descend into complete chaos, it would be nice if we would maybe assist them. But he again, and he's shown this in his in the way he thinks about other places too, like South Korea. He thinks that if we give money to someone, it's like an allowance to them. Yeah. Rather than something that is somehow also protecting our interests and that maybe it would be good to good for America and that we're not just giving them money because like we're their rich dad. But again, that's the only route which Donald Trump has ever gotten money. Yeah. So he can't fathom that one would give money for something not in that way. Yeah. Well, it's also just like it, it never works. It's like the same idea of like when we're sanctioning all this stuff in Venezuela, it's the only people really, really hurts is the people on the ground and mm-hmm. then ourselves the citizens and ourselves. So yeah, there's that. Let's take a fucking quick stupid Fox news. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that should be their new slogan. Fucking, Fucking stupid, stupid Fox, Fox News. <laughs> FSFM. Yeah. Fucking stupid Fox News. Okay, let's take a quick break and then come back for our main news segment. Today, the Betches Up podcast is sponsored by European Wax Center's Axe the Pink Tax campaign. The pink tax is the extra amount of money women are charged every year for basic goods and services. And that shit adds up to $1,351 every Freaking year. Yeah, for real. I could be so rich. Yes. Pink Tax is charging women more money on everything from baby bottles to canes. That doesn't just stop there. It's toys, personal care products, clothes, dry cleaning. Yes, even dry cleaning. Yes, dry cleaning. Women are actually being charged more for dry cleaning than men, sometimes for bringing in the exact same shirt. Yeah, that's really absurd. European Wax Center is known for empowering confident women, and now they're giving them the tools to claim their worth and take back what's there. I love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love that we're fixing it. Now you know. See for yourself at axthepinktax.com. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. So Joe Biden is in the news, but not for what you think he is. He has not announced his presidency yet. So, okay. It recently came out uh, that this woman, Lucy Flores, she has accused former Vice President Joe Biden of inappropriate action toward her. Okay, we actually have a clip of her describing it, so I'm just going to play the clip. Uh, Very unexpectedly and out of nowhere, I feel Joe Biden put his hands on my shoulders, get up very close to me from behind, lean in, smell my hair, and then plant a slow kiss on the top of my head. Oof. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's just not, I mean, it's not a good story to it come out bef- like when you're some, about to announce It president. sounds like something my grandfather would have done. I mean. Like, it sounds like old boy behavior. Yeah, we well, we talked about this with Tina Brown for a little bit. And she was saying how, you know, not like obviously not excusing it but at the time when he's growing up like it was okay it was not okay but men were calling women like gorgeous sweetie pie sweetie pie like putting their hands on their shoulders and people weren't it's not like it's not great it's obviously not right today but it's It's from a different time right it's not right but i don't but i think that this is one of those situations in like kind of the me too era where we have to kind of draw a line between you know, indefensible behavior like Harvey Weinstein. And like, you could even put someone like, like Louis CK who Mm -hmm. masturbates in front of women into this category. And then taking someone who's like a little clumsy or just sort of 
accidentally ignorant like an Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. like and if someone told me like Biden forced themselves onto onto them yeah I would be like okay that's like really gross and disqualifying but I think that that is a different level of behavior like he was in public when he did this so yeah. obviously he didn't think that it was like wrong well, you like, know obviously this is sort of just his like old creepy uncle Joe yeah act. and I'm not saying that that like excuses the behavior it's, and I think that he should probably say like, yeah, I learned from this rather than what he said, which is not once does he think he acted inappropriately. And I think he could he could have said, you know what, I don't think that I acted inappropriately, but I understand that there is a cultural evolution of what is acceptable and that if it were today, I would I would take I would take the opportunity to learn from this and not act that way anymore. Yeah. So he, he basically he put out a statement saying that he said. In many years on the campaign trail and in public life, I have offered countless handshakes, hugs, expressions of affection, support, and comfort. And not once, never, did I believe I acted inappropriately. If it is, suggest- if it is suggested I did so, I will listen respectfully. Okay. Which is a good response. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. Should we have another clip from her um, that we're going to play real quick describing his response? If he is saying that he never believed that that was inappropriate, then... Frankly, I think that's a little bit of a disconnect. So she's not really taking it. Um. I mean, okay. I just want to bring up something that I heard Mika Brzezinski say on Morning Joe this morning. And I'm just going to let her say it. Yeah. She said it. Yeah, we have a clip. Are we allowed to bring up that Lucy Flores is a huge Bernie person and she has, you know, political connections that might be counter well, to I mean, Biden's we're, goals we're, we're and that allowed. this could be, we're, hold on, yeah. is it okay to bring up this could be politically motivated or are we just supposed to take all the words mm-hmm. and the fact that she says she was violated mm-hmm. at face value? Are we supposed to just leave it there? I think we're supposed to believe that that happened, but I think we can talk about the circumstances surrounding it and whether or not it qualifies as sexual assault, which, you know... Right. I I agree with that. And I it's funny that we didn't add Joe's response to that, but yeah. his 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 response was like, you're allowed to say that if you want your Twitter to look like it will look today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Uh-huh. Um and they something they actually this got them into sort of a more interesting conversation about like the the uh, the line between believing survivors and hearing survivors. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting. They were kind of talking about the evolution of the Me Too movement, how it started out with we're just going to believe survivors. And then it became we're going to hear we're going to we're going to believe survivors and then we're going to hear from them. And then we're going to take we're going to hear from the men, too, mm-hmm. and understand what they're saying. And I do think that having this as a nuanced conversation of what were Joe Biden's intentions in that action and in his general actions mm-hmm. towards women um, I mean, if you think about it, politics is a very physical, I don't know if it should be, but it is a very physical career. Like you shake a lot of hands. Yeah. You give a lot of hugs on the campaign trail. You're mm-hmm. close to people taking selfies like it. And so I think that he probably he came into politics at a different time. And yeah, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's a very nuanced conversation and we should make it a nuanced conversation rather than kind of just writing Joe Biden off. That said, I don't really want Joe Biden to run. No, so. I mean, this would be like one of many things for why I wouldn't want Joe Biden to run. Yeah. It, would, it wouldn't be, it's not like, you know, this isn't my deciding factor. I already like had come to the conclusion that I did not like him. For right. President. Right. Do you think it was right for Mika Brzezinski to question her intentions? 
See, but the thing is, no, I don't think it's wrong because you don't think it's wrong for her to question yeah. her intentions. No, because she she was she's working for the Bernie Sanders campaign as at this moment, and that is questionable. You know, like if if we didn't address it, then she she wouldn't be doing her job. Right. I I think that it was right of her to say that because first of all, I didn't know that Lucy Flores was working for Bernie Sanders campaign. Mm -hmm. So all I heard is, oh, Joe Biden like did something creepy to someone. Mm -hmm. But that and and that's most that's more than many people will hear. I'm saying like on first before reading about it specifically. But many people will only hear about Joe Biden's like creepy kiss. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to know what the context of that was. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to know who it was, who was alleging this. And they're not going to know who the person alleging it, why they might be alleging it. Yeah. So I do think it is. I look, I don't want to like question a woman's intentions, but it's definitely a note, a footnote that she works for. Another contender. Yeah. Um, do but, you do you think it affects his president potential presidential bid? Um, if he were like a little bit more humble of an individual, I think it would. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I think he'll run. I still think he'll run. I think that these fucking old white men, they just nothing will stop them. Yeah. Their age, their mm-hmm. experience, their polling numbers. I really don't think anything will stop them because they think that it is their fucking birthright yeah. to be president. <laughs> they do. They really do. Like Beto actually says, I was born to do this all the time. Yeah. Right. Like maybe you were born with like a really great gift of gab and like a great salesmanship. Like, <laughs> and yeah. And some like handsomeness. Yeah. And you're handsome. So yeah. yeah, you were born to do this. You also have a lot of money. So yeah, yeah maybe you were indeed born to do yeah. it. Yeah. But not in the world that we would like to create. No. I think that that's what we want to stay away from. I wonder so. if this will put like put him off from announcing. Like he's still going to announce. I feel like anytime now. I wonder if he's pushed it back at all because of that. I mean, who knows what else might come out? Yeah. Yeah. Let's sure. start, move on to another move topic. Um, yeah. So. Brunei. Brunei. Do you guys know it? It's actually like I like barely did um, know it. Oh, so Brunei is a is a small oil rich kingdom of just over 450,000 people on the island of Borneo, close to Indonesia and Malaysia. It's been in the news because um, so last week. George Clooney called for a boycott um, of these nine hotels because of their links to Brunei. So Brunei is like an absolute monarchy. Uh, It's been ruled by the same family for 51 years or same Sultan, same guy. Wow. Um, And said, it's bleak. It's it's, don't let this be happen to us guys. Yeah. So he said it will implement laws this week that impose death by stoning for gay sex and adultery and amputations for theft. Okay, but this is Sharia law, right? This is this like, is like what the, it this says. Is, this is like the most intense form. Like Sharia law, like is basically any adaptation Spectrum. of like Islam law, Islamic laws. But this is like a very extreme version this of it. This sounds like the one that they, the first edition. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, first edition. So they're also the the law also stipulates uh, the death penalty for rape, adultery, sodomy, robbery, and insulting or defaming the Prophet Muhammad. It also introduces public flogging as punishment for abortion and criminalizes exposing Muslim children to the beliefs and practices of any religion other than Islam. That's brutal. That is pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. None of that is good. So, so why does what does this have to do with the Beverly Hills hotel? You might ask. Yeah. Um, I can hear you guys asking. It's a podcast after all. (laughs) Um, So basically 
the I guess the sovereign wealth fund of Brunei mm-hmm. or the the actual Sultan himself is invested in a lot of American and European hotels. Really, really nice, fancy ones. You see them in many Instagrams. Mm-hmm. Namely, the Beverly Hills Hotel, Hotel Bel Air, the Dorchester in London, and Le Maurice in Paris. Those are like probably some of the fanciest hotels in the world, like in those cities. And so George Clooney says, every single time we stay at or take meetings at or dine at any of these nine hotels, there, there are five others. We'll list them for you maybe on Instagram story. We are putting money directly into the pockets of men who choose to stone and whip and whip to death their own citizens for being gay or accused of adultery, he said. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, it's, I, I like, I personally like when celebrities get involved in causes. I think that's like a way better use of their time than yeah. like vanity detox tea yeah, promotions. I agree. Personally. So, and I mean, I don't think I would know, I wouldn't know about this. It I wouldn't would, know about what the fuck's you know, happening in Brunei. Like I saw, I started to see things about it um, because I follow a lot of like gay activist groups, but I think a lot of it was like George Clooney started talking about it. And then when George Clooney started talking about it, it like really picked up steam. Now Elton John is talking about it. And so it, it is important for people with these platforms to make that jump to be political. Like, I don't know if anyone else is a big Taylor Swift fan like me. She recently just did a bunch of articles in L um, like that she wrote. And she said that how she like her whole life, she didn't want to talk about politics or anything. And then she realized that like, it was actually her duty to do something when you know people like donald trump become president so she's saying so that's why she told people to vote uh for marcia blackburn yeah I and love then, that she did that yeah and then she said she's gonna be super political in the 2020 election yes that go, is Taylor, amazing go. that is amazing because that will that will cause so many more people who formerly didn't give a shit to be involved and to care and thank you taylor swift because you are making such a huge difference i will just just give me more album soup i can buy them from you yeah i will buy i mean i already listen to you all the time same but please yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's really important and you'll notice it's only republicans who Mm -hmm. want celebrities to keep their opinions to themselves because they don't Mm -hmm. agree with you yeah exactly i mean you guys get like kid rock so there have, you go. Fun. have fun diamond and silk amazing yeah. <laughs> oh my god like 15 time grammy award winner winners diamond and silk <laughs> all um, right let's move on yeah. to one more thing uh you gonna do this sammy yes so our first one more thing is that jeff bezos his security chief announced that he found that the saudis are involved in the hack of jeff bezos's cell phone so you remember a few months ago when all of his like texts came out and his pictures his and everything pics. yeah his his dick pics. So basically, um, Jeff Bezos security chief, Gavin DeBecker, had been investigating how those those photos and texts were hacked by the and then leaked to the Inquirer. And on Saturday, he published an op-ed in the Daily Beast, which actually Tina Brown started, guys, mm-hmm. um, where he accused AMI, a.k.a. the parent company of the National Enquirer, of being in a league, in league with a foreign nation that's been actually actively trying to harm American citizens. Um And he basically said that he found with high confidence that the Saudis had access to Bezos' phone and gained private information. Yikes. Naturally, AMI and the National Enquirer denied this, but like... What kind of credibility do they have? Let's be be Mm. real. It's the National fucking Enquirer. Not much. I I wonder, like, there's going to be a reckoning for AMI and the National Enquirer. And I'm really excited to see all the shit that comes out. Same. Because the fact that a foreign country is involved, is in cahoots with an American company Mm -hmm. to hack 
the CEO of a different American company is deeply, deeply fucked up. Yeah. And, the, and AMI should probably be accountable for well, treason. We do know that the SDNY is looking into this, that they have access to a lot of like the national Enquirer stuff because they like subpoenaed them and went into their house, went into the offices and like took their safe, the safe full of secrets. Yeah. And I just want, I mean, not that the national Enquirer would be considered journalists, but uh-huh. let's remind ourselves that, Saudi Arabia is responsible for killing a journalist from the Washington Post with a mm-hmm. bone saw. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that an American company that calls themselves a... a, a what does a AMI journal- stand for? American Media in- Incorporation. Yeah, I there assume. you go. So uh, America's but, in it. But but more but not very not patriotic. Ju- it's not a question that they I think it I think it's answer American, but not not just the fact that they are American, it's the fact that they call themselves like a journalistic company so when you're when you're a journalistic company you enjoy certain protections Mm -hmm. like free speech freedom of the press and the fact that they would then use those privileges to work with a foreign country that murders its citizens or murder and and murders american citizens apparently is really really messed up so i'm just excited for that reckoning yeah i think it'll happen um i think it will happen i agree i think i think you know there's so much there's so much going on right now with like investigations in these companies and you know I'm sure that the House Oversight Committee is going to be looking into you know our response to the murder of Jamal Khashoggi as well so we'll see what Saudi Arabia has on these people because you know we know that the pr- ground prince is like super tight with Jared Kushner right they probably like yeah they're probably just they're probably what's happened yeah it. right now right now very right now maybe they are secret lovers. I could start that rumor. Can you? Yeah, I'll do it right now. Jared Kushner and <laughs> Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman are secret lovers. Okay, but like we're not the National Enquirer, so like <laughs> no one take it too seriously, but like, you know. You know, there's something else that's exciting that I want to talk about. What is it? So our guy, our lovely America's mayor, <laughs> our, the new American mayor. A.M. <laughs> um, Pete, Buda- Pete Buttigieg has raised more than $7 million in the first quarter of his campaign. That is a pretty penny. Multiple pretty pennies. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, it's just really exciting that, you know, this gay this gay guy who's obviously a, a many other things has is being taken seriously as a contender in the Democratic primary. It's fucking beautiful. Makes me really excited. I love him. I think that he may end up being our dark horse. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, I, I think he's great. I think he's like genuine. I think he's kind of just like a regular guy who's mm-hmm. like means well. He's clearly very smart and clearly very rational. And I would just love to see him standing on a yeah. stage next to Donald Trump. Yeah, well, they just announced the first primaries for the Dem- uh, Democratic debates, the Democratic debate primaries. When are they? Should they're they start in like June twenty sixth or June twenty seventh? I think they're going to chew. Um, so that'll be exciting. Okay. Um, I I tweeted something that was like, we send should, me an invite. Yeah, we should treat we should treat the primary process like the national spelling bee, applaud, and then root for the next candidate. That's when they that's, get when they get knocked off. You applaud and then root for the next guy. That is a great way of putting it, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't want to insult Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders as yeah. much as I might if there were no consequences. I've decided I'm picking three people now, 
and I'm going to support these three people. I bought a t-shirt from each of their campaigns. So it's kind of counts as a campaign contribution. And then we'll, I'll take who, it from there. Who are they? So they're, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it. People who judge his shirt was really cool. I'm really excited about it. It's like, like a, 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 an explorer or something for the, like, cause he's still an exploratory committee. Oh. I bought a Kamala shirt and an Elizabeth Warren shirt. I think I'm with you on those. I okay. I love Elizabeth Warren and her policies. I don't know if she is going to get elected. She has a hard time raising money. So, even though her policies are incredible, why? Yeah, but I, I yeah, I would say I support her. Also, mine would be Kamala and Pete Buttigieg. I know I was standing Amy Klobuchar for a while, but like I really, my issue is with her is not the comb. <laughs> it's really the fact that she seems to be abusive to her employees, mm-hmm. like in like a very vindictive way, and that's not a character trait. I'm interested in being the president. No, like you're like you were saying before, she like follows people's careers and tries to fuck them over like later. Yeah, like she would call like the next employer and be like, "This person sucks." Yeah, that's um, terrible. Not in those words. But you're Sorry. not supposed to do that. Even yeah. if like you've like even like as a boss, I'm sure like even if like you you lose someone that like in a. a contentious way yes if someone calls you about it you still aren't going to be like no f because, them because honestly it really reflects poorly on you yeah exactly. and it just makes you look like this vindictive ass yeah like if you're the like it's like punching down mm-hmm. and it's just like i don't like that i don't mm-hmm. like someone who punches down yeah no so yeah. um we're still going to drag con we are still going. Go to rupaulsdragcon.com and buy tickets use betches to get 10 percent off your tickets um but yeah Sign up for the email. Sign up for the email. Rate and review this podcast. And we'll love you forever. And we'll love you forever. We, we, we mean it. I feel like I don't say rate and review on this podcast enough. I, I never say it, but yeah. this podcast has this podcast happens to have amazing reviews. Uh-huh. So you guys could be another one of them. Yeah, no, we really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Obviously, this is a news podcast. It's not the most sensational one out there. Uh-huh. But I think it's really... You know, I think I think it brings a lot of joy to people's lives. Yeah. Sensational, maybe inspirational. I don't know. Yes. Okay. Until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this has been the Betches Up Podcast. Betches.